Waking Up From Work podcast. My name is Dave Swillam. Let's get ready to hustle. Hey, welcome back to the Waking Up From Work podcast. This is episode 28. This is your host, Dave Swillam. For those of you just joining us on this podcast, if you haven't listened to any of the other episodes, the Waking Up From Work podcast is about basically taking what it is that you want to do, your career, your passion, and making it something that you're able to do all the time. So we talk creative services, we talk audio, music, small business entrepreneurship, and we basically capture anything in there that we think is applicable to all those different people that they can use as either tools, something that they can do to make what they do better or more exposed, or something they can do better, or even if it's just inward on themselves as a way to help them. But if that works for you, that's what we're about. For those of you that have been hanging out with us, tons of love to you. Thank you guys so much for listening to this so far. It's crazy that we're almost to 30 episodes to me. I'm really excited to keep going here. Today's episode is really cool. We talked to, I'm going to butcher it, Jose Matias. I definitely killed his last name. He'll, you'll hear it. He is from Brazil. So this is the first time that we get into a podcast with someone internationally, and I'm really excited about it. Basically, I met Jose through a Facebook community for a podcast that I like to listen to you. It's called the Six Figure Home Studio Podcast, which is also great for business, not just for audio engineers too. So go check them out. They're really great. Brian and Chris are awesome and bring good content. But we met in the community when there was a post and discussion about is anyone using, you know, incorporating video into their business for their recording studio? And I put my hand up and said, I'm not yet, but I, I feel like I have to. And I'm starting to taste test the types of services that I could offer with Crawlspace Audio because I really see the opportunity as an indie artist myself for how video has helped me and my album and music launches and how it is helping other people be successful in social media marketing in really any attention at all. It's all about voice and all about video right now in 2019. And I don't see that stopping anytime soon. It's been that way for video for quite some time. And voice has really revved up over the years. So I think it's really important. It's a very, very long episode. But I promise you that if you listen all the way through, it's good content the whole way through. So it's worth it. Also, I had worked like an 18-hour day and slept and came up the next day to, to get this podcast in with Jose. So... The audio on this is not wonderful. We had a ton of technical difficulties coming up with all sorts of things between Zoom and our DAWs and Instagram and Facebook Live and all this stuff like was not gelling and we had to get things underway because we had shit that we had to do on our Saturday. So my apologies for the audio quality. I will make it up to you next time. Check it out. I hope you like it. I'm all right. Well, so let me just throw because now we're recording. What's up, Andrew? Okay. Got a live viewer. Um, he's a good friend of mine. Hey, um, let me just set this episode up because I'll, I'll, dude, I'm, I'm really interested in, in this what you're talking about. I'm just gonna chat. Like, I'll, I'll, I'll be a chatty Kathy and I'll just talk. You know? Okay. Yes. Yeah, sure. Oh, 
Uh, welcome everyone to episode 28 of the Waking Up From Work podcast. So today I've got Jose, me, Tiares. Almost there, but close enough. So for those of you, this is going to be the first episode that we have where we're talking internationally, which is really cool. So you're kicking that off for us, Jose. And what happened here is I'm in another community on Facebook, uh, a Facebook community for a podcast that I like called the Six Figure Home Studio podcast that talks about, you know, opening a recording studio business, which is straight up my alley for those of you that know me. And there was a post on there that we were chatting on where someone was saying, what do you feel, how do you feel about incorporating doing video content or video services as part of your recording studio? And me and Jose were both on that post saying, hey, we're both into this right now. And so we went offline because I really wanted to dig into what he was doing because I am just getting my foot in the door of it, kind of like exploring to see if it makes sense for me or if it doesn't. And what for me anyway, it came from is I am an indie artist and I'm also do a lot of marketing. And what I'm seeing these days is that Social media has fundamentally changed the way that people pay attention to things. And I truly believe that every indie artist should be releasing a video with every record or single that they do to make it so that people pay attention to their release. And at, at this moment, indie artists really aren't reaching out to record labels until way into their career because they're getting attention first. And then they're joining a label when they, they absolutely have to or it makes sense. So in that time, I really believe that video is, is going to be even more important over the next five years for artists to be able to get, grab attention from their fan base while they're releasing music. And so much so that I looked into this as everything should really have, you know, every release should have video in, in my opinion. So I started looking into what services can I offer the indie artists I'm recording with my brand Crawlspace Audio to have as a service to help them in that. And then Jose is actually uh, got a jump on me where he's started doing some of these projects and seeing some results. So I wanted to chat with him today about video and music content. And I also wanted to chat with him about, and I already have a little, about the differences between Brazil and New Hampshire, which are, are very different places, but there's a lot of things that we agree on too. So welcome, Jose. Nice to have you, man. You know, we've been chatting for like 30 minutes or something already. That was an awesome intro, man. Not bad. <laughs> Not bad. Really smooth. Oh, thanks, so, hello, everyone. Um, my name is Jose. I'm from Brazil. I'm 26 music producer, uh, and very much agree with all this intro, man. It's fantastic how we thought of the same stuff and we're living, I mean, we are really far away from each other. And as we were like doing the intro, I was yeah. like, man, it, this guy just, just get the thoughts out of my head and he's seeing there in America. I mean, yeah, how this is happening. That's why when I saw you, well, uh, it was something with the way that you were describing your answers on there. I, th mm -hmm. I thought that um, 
it kind of validated for me that it was right, basically, because I yes. I thought about doing this and then I kept refusing because I really don't, you know, with some of the other things that we listen to and learn on that podcast that they have, mm-hmm. I try to keep balance with not trying to do a million things. I'm trying to to stay focused and yes. not distract and, and, and off-road myself with things that don't make sense. But mm-hmm. when we started talking and, and seeing other people's reactions to the topic, it seems like having that same thought without talking about it at all yet means that there's a need there and that people yes. are starting to recognize that need and it still hasn't hit full force yet. And that's why I'm really interested with being like, I think I have to do this. Yeah, I think uh, that was actually the first. So let's, uh, I think we can start why uh you and I we had this when when we had this moment that was like, oh man, video can be a great stuff to you know help artists help uh our career, so at some point we were like, okay, what are we gonna do i I know audio, I know how to record, I have some technique here, I can do stuff, but what I'm gonna create with this technique so I bet that at one point i had this I had this thought of video uh and you also had it too so i think we can go back to this moment like uh and i'm gonna start here myself and basically it has different reasons but the first one i think was what you just said in the right now uh there is an absolute need to great quality video so can uh, people can listen to the song I was mixing, I was producing, or something like that. Because you know, uh, artists are gonna post it on Facebook, on yep. on Instagram, and people are not listening to the music if the video is not great. Video is starting first, so yes, you know, when scrolling your feed, the the there's no audio, there's just video, and if the video is not interesting, people are not clicking it. They're not listening to the song I've mixed. So right. If it's I just like, a hyperlink, even if it's a nice, fancy hyperlink, yeah. it's just thinking about like, okay, it's the 30-minute lunch break, or it's the hour when I got home from work, or it's the 20 minutes I'm eating my cereal on social media, right? Yes. How difficult and how much friction are you creating for someone to click that link and go out and listen to that when they weren't planning that, exactly. right? Exactly how difficult is it for them to just start a video and also the way that people think right now, I think that we've gotten so used to being able to grab information really quickly at exactly what we want on the go that we have fundamentally changed as people with technology like this coming to scale to not really pay attention to text unless it's relevant at that moment for us. And we block out the rest of it and just bail on it. But video taps into a portion of a person's mind that's not always strategic like that, where humans are by habit habitually curious. And if something at all feels relevant to us as a video, I feel like we follow it even by accident. Like it happens on the the commercials that are actually commercials on there versus a post all the time where it's like, I don't care about Clorox wipes, dude. I don't care about, you know, Papagino's pizza. I don't care about it. But there are certain commercials where, like, despite how used to it I am blocking it out, 
there's certain videos I like, like, well, I have to see where this guy goes. Yeah. I mean, like, well, right, well, where's the story I here? Like I this, mean, you got me <laughs> like two, three seconds. I have to know. Otherwise, I'm going to die. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's the feeling. You have well, to, I have to uh, grab some attention. I, 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 and I have this, uh, I think even before the video and, and thinking about the video production and stuff, I was, I, I really don't like, okay, I, I do like, of course, but I think the internet is just like, it's people like fighting with each other for attention and you have to put the money and people go away really uh, easily. They just scroll and all your work is, is gone. Yeah. So I had this first, I was, I was really, uh, really a fan of doing really local stuff outside of the internet. I hosted some uh, cultural events where there, there was some music playing, some artists I, I was working with because uh, mostly because I wanted people to really see what was going on. The kind of, I wanted to show my work. And That's I'm, awesome. So you created an, an event for, you created an event to bring in artists for Yes, exactly. We can go. Uh, I can do talk about that later That's awesome. in more detail. Yeah. But the thing is, I wanted people to pay attention to to the, the work I was doing, basically. And I really didn't want want to go hardcore on this internet fight for attention, where everything goes uh, really uh, real quickly and it's just gone in two seconds. I want people to really enjoy that. And I have to agree with you here that video is a good way to do it also. So if you were doing just like this song, it can be great, awesome mix, awesome artist. But if they are not really have a fan base right now, uh, video is a good way to have this, uh, you know, generate this thought that you that you just describe it like, oh, I want to see where this goes, right? So um, I think video is a great way to grab some attention to the music we were working on. Yeah, I guess like my start to the idea, and it's not video at this point, it's just I... Like maybe four years ago, I was a touring musician. I'm, I'm getting ready, hopefully, to tour again this summer, which is awesome. Awesome. Like, awesome. I love that. But, um, you know, in a smaller band, and, and I always prioritize my studio work over gigging because that's just my priority. You know, mm-hmm. I love playing, but I really, like, I just need the studio life. That's just, I have to, I have, to have that one first. So with that being said, it makes it so that it's really important when I'm, when I'm out trying to still do well with my band, I'm not going to have label support for years. Maybe I won't ever have label support. Actually probably won't. And and it's fine and it's perfect. That's literally the time. And I just felt a need when, when even four or five years ago, when social media wasn't as heavy into the way that we're fundamentally working, Mm-hmm. I just noticed that because there's no labels in in smaller bands, but if you're being really professional as a smaller band, I just see that people have to handle everything. You need to 
book the tour. You need to design the merch and, and order it. You need to, you know, distribute your music. You need to market. You need to be a financial planner and just and see the finances of everything and make sure that you have gas money and make sure that you're, you know, doing things in a, in a way that you're able to sustain. And it's like, these people are little business owners mm-hmm. with their band. And, and so I saw that need of just like, okay, there's no labels. We're all our own label now, like five, yeah. six years ago. And then now bring it to today, just the way that people consume it's video and it's voice. And it's because yeah. when I see things, I want to understand it through listening and seeing and reading still really important. Written word is really important. It's not going anywhere. But the reason why I love podcasting, the reason why I love doing live video or like doing YouTube videos or videos now for bands that I'm starting to get into is because it's just the way that I learn and I communicate best now. And I see that as the median that a lot of people for indie artists I just see it as, as the best thing at this point. So, yeah, I, I, I mean, I totally agree with you. I can relate to everything you said. Like uh, this uh, sharing work to make the band go on stage. You know, like to get on the stage. There's a yeah. lot of work to get uh, there before that. Yeah, there's just a lot of work and, and get to stage. There's stuff going on. Yeah. <laughs> so, just to make some. Another point to the video production here, uh, just in, I'm going to make the, the second story here that got me into video. And I was like, okay, video can be a great stuff for bands now. Because I was working at a bar doing like the PA and stuff. I don't know how you call that. FOH. Live sound. Yeah, I was doing live sound and book also making the agenda, the booking of the band. Oh, yeah. Oh, cool. Play. You're like a promoter. Yes, yeah. I, w- I was. Wor- there was uh, this bar where w- was owned by f- really close friends, and at some point I was like, "Okay, let me handle the the sound part because there was been bands playing every Friday, every Saturday." Yeah. So okay, I was just starting my career. That was my probably my first job as like really doing audio and okay i can ma- i can't mess this up now this was like about 3 years ago cool and some bands were really good they okay great bands they're doing a great show but i had to the bar had to promote it on social media okay this band's going to be here they're going to play uh you have to come to see them and you know pay stuff so we can live the bar can run yeah, and i was getting awesome. this really <laughs> shitty videos from the bands the bands were awesome some of them were really good but i couldn't tell people before they were on stage so you're like, trying to promote a show and you're like hey everyone yeah of course i want the people to come awesome. to the bar and then you're yeah. like here's this shitty 240 <laughs> video <laughs> shot on like I don't even know, like a, a an iPod that just first added a camera from like <laughs> seven years exactly. ago. Exactly, there was. Um, uh, <laughs> Come see them. Most the of the band. 
Yeah, these were like most of the bands. Most of the bands were doing this. I had like one, two bands that maybe were somehow uh, working with some camera, but not really that great also. Almost like, yeah, it's better than the others. But I knew it could go much further than that. And I was like really desperate. Like the designer that worked at the at the bar and was like all the making, all the social stuff. He's really good. He does an amazing job. But he was looking at me. I was like, man, I, I can't post that. Seriously, it's a disfavor to, to, to the band. Yeah, it's going to uh, hurt. It's going to hurt. It's going to hurt. It's going to hurt. People, wonder. I, I know that they are good, but I just can't post that. And I was like really, at, the, at first I was like, man, why are you not doing videos? Are you not thinking about that? Yeah. I mean, seriously, seriously. <laughs> you just, it's 2019. Okay, it was 2017 at the time, but that's not the case here. It was already too late for posting shitty videos. And yeah, honestly, man. So I was like, you seen this gap. I was like, man, people should do that. And I, at least at my city, I was not seeing uh, that much care also uh, with studio owners and people that were like producing the bands or like recording. Yeah. I, I, from my point of view, uh, people were, just weren't paying much attention to that. And I was like really offended by that. I was like, man, it's such a power th- powerful thing. And yeah. most of the times you can make it not that expensive to to make a a a good recording like that yeah uh, so that was the first point for video was like getting the attention on social media uh and the second point was like advertising your band and make making people want to go to your show if they're not seeing a great video before i'm i'm not willing to pay like ten dollars to see this band that just voted this shitty video and you have to do uh it's work before uh, to to get people to see your band finally on stage and make that the huge thing okay now i'm gonna make these people love my band because i'm on stage and i'm gonna do this great show it's like an interview it's like it's like if I can get in front of someone, then I can get the job. But like I have to do something on my resume to make it so that they want to see me as a person. Exactly, exactly. And same thing where it's like, I'm going to go out to the bars tonight. Now, I can either go to the bars and not pay $10, or I can go to the bars and pay $10 plus my drinks. Yes. The only way I'm willing to pay that $10 and not get a drink in my hand, so I'm paying the $10 to go into the bar... Because mm-hmm. if this band is going to be cool enough that it's cooler than the other place that I don't pay $10 worth of alcohol that I could get, right? That if, uh, was I, exactly our case. Uh, the, I don't know if you in know? America people have to, I don't know if bars that you, have bands playing, you have to pay? Yes. Okay, same, so. same, same deal, same, same kind of price range too, honestly, because a lot of, um, a lot of uh, live concerts is is down here at least for like the local level it's it's less people out so you have to be really careful with your cover charges with what you're putting together for a bill and how you're promoting it and and people definitely will come out like it's the scene is is still alive and well here but ten dollars for whatever reason it counts it's a lot it means a lot yeah yeah how you make your decision that night if you're 
to your point, if it's not something that, you know what I mean? Like if I, if I would, it's opportunity cost. It's like, if I would pay the $10 to not go see a bunch of shitty bands <laughs> and I'm not going to come out to your show. Right. Mm-hmm. So it has to be compelling for, listen, it's $10 that you're, you're, you're getting for the experience. This is why yeah, the experience sure. is going to be good. And this is why you should pick this thing. That's yes, what exactly. got you interested in that because you're saying if I post this crappy video, it's not going to show how awesome this band is. And I can't portray that to people to get them to be here that night. Exactly. And I think, uh, at my point of view, the, the, the show is the most important place where you can get fans. Like you can really bring people and okay, let's dive in. I've got the mic in my hand. You're going to do this show. And afterwards, you're going to love us. You're going to play on Spotify afterwards. And stuff. And that's it. If your video, if your posting, if your advertisement doesn't translate that, then you're getting less people at your show. And even if the show is awesome, man, you have to do a little more to get people to get out of their houses and pay the cover, all this kind of stuff. So that was uh, a huge thing for me to, to be interested in. Oh, okay, bands are in the need uh, of great video production. Love that. And so what, So what did you start offering to artists and bands once you realized this gap? And you're like, I... I'm going to just do this myself to offer this to people. What what type of product did you give them or offer them? Okay. Saw that need. So, besides that, uh, besides the video, I was getting also the the pictures were not fantastic for most of the band. So it's like all this. Uh, how can I say all this marketing stuff for bands? Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, exactly. Thank you. Yep. It was not, uh, there was not enough attention on that. So the first thing that I thought of to my local market, okay, so this is the first year of my company. It's called Catnip, Catnip Audiovisual. Is that how you pronounce it? Yeah. Okay. So, okay, just make some introduction. Yeah, I'm working on that for two years now. We develop audiovisual solutions to get. Uh, oh, have a cat! Hey, cat! <laughs> oh, so cat? oh yeah, you heard <laughs> you say catnip, and he's coming out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I love cats. <laughs> so I was like, uh, I'm developing audiovisual solutions so people can take the next step uh, with their band. So like that's my goal when I do audiovisual for bands because I notice this this gap and how much of a difference it could make on how the public perceives the band not only the song but there is a whole lot involved uh in marketing in audiovisual photographs videos uh great audio quality so the first thing that I, I thought of, and keep in mind that I was the person who was also hiring people to play. So I had a boss who was like, man, people need better photos. People need better videos. My, my boss was saying that. So it's like, if, cool. 
There's another yeah, so I'm getting like, evidence okay. everywhere that it's the right way to go. Exactly. So the first thing that I offered, uh, I was going to record uh, your show. Like I have a, uh, a mixer that can record live, 16 channels, etc. Very portable. So like I was recording the show, which was really easy for me because I didn't need to buy the microphones, I did the stands, the cables. You're coming right in through everything anyway. Just putting it back out and taking it down. Exactly. Right. So oh. I just had to plug, instead of plugging it into the, the, the local mixer desk, I don't know, sorry, the, the right pronunciation. No, you got it, man. Okay. You got so it. I What's just up? had to bring mine and make the inputs, laptop. Okay, I'm recording audio now. I don't have, I don't, own this equipment so it was cheap for me also to start this way I, I didn't have any microphones i didn't have any cables i just had this mixing console i was like okay this is it now i can record bands anywhere if i can you know just take a few equipments here and there love that and at, and as the band was perf performing uh i had two video guys recording video so at the end, the final product, so I'm recording audio, I'm recording video, and the final product was this, I don't know, uh, it was a press kit, actually, in a PDF format, where there was all kinds of stuff about the band, really short, like four to five pages, most, and that was the band. I had a designer to make this press kit, so it was like really beautiful. And I mixed the songs. Wow. There was video editing, coloring, all the kind of stuff. So people at the end, they could just click the video and okay, if I'm, I can, different scenarios you can do with uh, this product. You can post the video on social media, you know, just for people to watch, you get a glance at it. Yeah. And you can also send your press kit to, uh, promoters um, other promoters promoters exactly so that was uh one goal and it just made bands look cooler you know i love wow. i love that idea jose thank you that's, man that's <laughs> awesome, dude that is awesome and that's what's crazy too like when we're comparing like brazil and new england right mm -hmm. artists need the same thing here exact mm -hmm. same thing dude because because they're 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 working with different venues and they need something that gets their foot in the door so that they can get that yes. chance to be in the light, right? So they need mm -hmm. to look good to get their foot in the door. They need to look good to get people to go listen to their music. And mm -hmm. all of that is a service that isn't really being provided to them unless they're paying like substantial money. I mean, what you're talking about really is like artist management and like like that's the services you're gonna have when you're starting to do like a manager in a PR firm, mm -hmm. a marketing firm, and like it's all the things that they need that it doesn't make sense for them to pay mm -hmm. a ridiculous amount of money right now, but they but they should pay something for it and you're just creating that that service. So exactly. like that's and, one point I think, man. And that was really good for me. Because first point, uh things here uh gear here is everything here is expensive actually. Our currency is not really that great now, so uh 
money is hard to get and it, the value of it is not that much. So until uh, from I don't even have monitors. I can't afford like monitor. All I have is this headphone. Yeah. That's it. I don't I have this SM58, a 57 and that's it. Yeah, but you know what, man? That's going to make you so good at what you do. <laughs> you that to have that uh-huh. to have that that forces your creativity and it forces you to make decisions that are only yes. a smart choice and it's not a decision that you're like, yes. hey, let me just throw this $2000 Avalon pre in here and that should correct my vocals. <laughs> like, all right, well, no if I just sit here with my 58 it's not the best microphone on the planet, but I can, if I just use technique, I can get it, you know? Exactly. It's like, so one that of- was my case. I couldn't afford gear. So when I first, when I, I first thought, okay, I wanted to be the studio guy. I love mixing. Mixing is my favorite part. Uh, that's what I enjoy. Being in the studio, mixing, my time, be alone. I love that. I love that. And I still want to do that for like living. Okay. My dream job. Okay. At some point I'm just mixing, man. Same. That's it. So, Same. Same. But I couldn't do that because I, I honestly, I, I cannot afford 10% of a, I can't even do audio treatment because, uh, and that's because where I live in, that's my condition. And I come from uh, a really, not that much wealth family, but um, I'm, I certainly have some privilege here living in Brazil. Sure. I mean, I, but so I ha- even ha- being a privileged person, it's really out of any thought, okay, I'm going to build this room to record and mix. And I want to do it properly. I'm not putting money in like shitty things and stuff. Yeah. So, so I just couldn't compete and there are already more than 10 studios in my city i don't live in a really small city it's kind of medium city yeah so there are studios already and i just wanted to do my work but i couldn't like starting out go to a band and like okay pay me i don't have any gear i don't have a studios so it was much easier from the band perspective to just go to the studio guy I mean, he already has a studio. He has all the microphones. So I couldn't blame also the bands for not like hiring me, you know? Right. Because, you know, there's a studio. I mean, why am I going to hire this guy that's making all this plan to make it work? And, oh, it's, you have to do a lot of workarounds when you don't have access to the proper gear to do uh, some work. Yeah. So the live, the live thing branding too. I mean, that's like your, that's your branding, right? In terms of being like, hey, this is who I am, and it's like literally taking some monitors and just throwing them behind you makes you look a little bit more accredited, <laughs> even though like you're yeah, yeah, sure, engineer, and you're like, I can do everything on these headphones. Mm-hmm. There is something about where like right now, this is a perfect example. I used to have a thirty-two channel mixer. So like I had this monster, I have like a <laughs> custom desk to fit this mixer in my room. Right. Mm-hmm. And so bands would come in, they'd be like, that's the coolest thing. Like that looks like a spaceship. Right. Right. And they'd be like, Oh, this is legit. I got rid of that. Now I have an Apollo twin dude. So I have a, I have a two input interface. It sits in the big, like I'll even show it. Like 
literally I have this entire desk, right? <laughs> I have this box right here, right? And that's so, awesome. Like, this gigantic 32 channel mixer that looks like a spaceship down to that little tiny box. And now when people come into track, they're like, this for real like you know it doesn't look like anything <laughs> important but inside that box is like four four uh computer processors that are like doing like thousands of like yeah, analog awesome. emulated plugins and i'm <laughs> in love with it and i can mix any record that i want to do from it but that's yeah, exactly. like just your just to your point where like there is something to say where me online when i'm doing my website or i'm doing social I'm not like, hey, look at my shitty desk. I'm the <laughs> shitty desk guy. <laughs> like, um, I have this problem. I, I can't post pictures of me working because, honestly, it's, okay, <laughs> it's kind of beautiful. But, I mean, that's it. That's what yeah. I have. And yeah. also, if, and that's the... You could Photoshop in like a picture of Dave Roll or something. <laughs> and that's it. And that's it. That's all I have. I can't post pictures like, yeah, man, I'm just mixing the shit out of every <laughs> song i mean no that's not gonna work man that's not gonna work people are not gonna believe it even that could be your video. that can be your slogan it'll be like come track with jose i mix the shit out of everything <laughs> <laughs> they're like wow that sounds that uh, sounds awesome, awesome. I'm, I'm gonna try that i guess some expression just sound better in english <laughs> in portuguese that wouldn't sound that that cooler, right? That's not appealing, no. <laughs> no, no. Some expressions just sound good in English. Here, man. We'd be pumped yeah. up. I was building my website and I was like, okay, I have all these cool English phrases, but I can't translate it properly to Portuguese because it sounds good in English and that's all. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> coming back, I couldn't compete with the, the studio guys, you know? So uh, the live thing, recording live, was really a way out. I just couldn't buy this affordable XR18 mixing console. I don't know if you're familiar with that from Behringer. How do you speak it? No, but I've worked on a bunch of their desks. It fits on my backpack, literally. I just can put it on a backpack. It records 16 tracks and they have six aux output. So I, I could basically uh, make the live sound and record it at the same time. And where there's a band play, playing, there's microphones, there's stands, all the cables. So I didn't need to have that stuff. Yeah. And the band was already going to play at the venue. It wouldn't be like any extra work to the band. They just had to make a great show. And they were thinking about that even they were not recording. I mean, you have always to make a great show. Yeah. And to, they were doing all this work, like uh, sound checking, a lot of stuff. And the only difference, it had my desk and had two guys filming it. And I know that the band are going to uh, make some money out of the gig. So there was, there was a really trade-off here. Okay, so, and I was, pe I was the guy hiring the band. So I knew in my city how much each band we're earning oh per gig. Gosh, that's so cool. Yeah. That's so like I was like, I know you're gonna, you're, you were earning like this amount of money. And for, I know you have three shows ahead. I, I know you're like constantly playing. So you're making constant earning, money earning. Yeah. So I know. So 
just for tonight's gig, you give me your payment and you're going to have cool video. You're going to have a press kit. Yeah. So it was really easy for the band. Also, they didn't have like any extra work to record and get awesome They just need video. to play their gig and then they get something that helps them get way more gigs. Way right? more gigs. So that was the first thing that I thought of. Okay, I can offer that. I know that bands locally are in need for this kind of stuff. So that was basically where I got started with live video. That, it, it literally was born like from the perfect circumstances, it seems. It probably didn't seem <laughs> like that at the time because you're just like reacting and you're like just doing whatever yes. you can to like make it happen. Uh-huh. But I will, yeah. it, it's almost like the circumstances that you're in literally formed your path for like this. Yeah, is I, I had to do it. That was the only way out. I mean, I, I just wanted to record. I want... The final stage, I wanted to mix. That's what I love. I think I can do a great job mixing. So, uh, and I wanted to show that to people because I'm still thinking that was like two years ago. And from this day, I'm still thinking, okay, in the future, I want people hiring me for my mixes. And that was a good way to show it. I was like taking live recordings, mostly with shitty microphones. Uh, so it's expensive for me. It's expensive for everybody to have like all good microphones at the yeah. bar and stuff, the venue. So, and even with that conditions, I could deliver uh, a mix that sounded better than most of the studios here. I'm not saying that I'm the best, but I know it was, it had a quality that could compete and people were like really happy about it. I was like, oh man, I, I just can't believe you did this mix. Yeah. But if it wasn't for the, Video, if it wasn't for the live thing, they would never hear my mix. They would never going to record with me because there was the studio. So uh, it was a way out so I could show okay, people I can mix. I can do a great job recording and also all video, <laughs> which is yeah. cool also. Smart. And I'm not doing that by myself. Of course, I have uh, two friends great friends that deal with the video work they are doing the editing so i have a small team that can handle that of I course i know that that's, I that's where I'm at. you know mm-hmm. like i do i do video for this podcast and it's always like it's gotten a lot better like now i have it in better quality better miking and everything like that but then the day i can't cruise around like adobe um and 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 here yeah, thank you. I can't even remember it. <laughs> I, I can't cruise around that program like I can Pro Tools or Logic. Yeah, me, you know? me neither. And for me, it's not worth the time investment for just me to edit all that video. I've got too much going on where that doesn't make sense to do. That's what I mean. Exactly. So I've been doing the same thing where I'm kind of like, I'm trying to form the team now. Like I, I've been doing mm-hmm. some video tests with two different videographers that are friends of mine. Like one, we did exactly what you're talking about. We did a live video of a live performance. We took the audio in from the board and we're going to give that artist, um, you know, a live EP. So mm-hmm. the, the mix will come awesome. from live record. So she'll have that to put out to um, streaming services. And then she'll have these videos with high quality with the mix embedded to go to YouTube. And so mm-hmm. that's one product. And then the other thing, I just did a music video for my band so we can work on doing some like artistic storytelling music videos that 
I would like to be able to offer to people, like if I'm putting my single out, it, exactly what you're talking about. We're in the same boat where it'd be like my single comes out and I've got my single. I've got a music video in from the music video. I've got behind the scenes footage of like how that was being made mm -hmm. in the studio behind the scenes footage of how I was writing the song, how I was recording it and everything. Cause people really want to see that they want to see real yes. life. That's today is there's, there's no more BS. We want to see real life of like what's happening. So they have like some behind the scenes stuff and all that can be social media hype because mm -hmm. you're using that. Hey, we're at this point in the album. This is coming out at this date. And, and with your post, you're getting little segments like that. And then you're getting stuff like that, like photos or, or more professional content to just back these releases for them to, to give them a better release. And I'm, yes. I'm testing right now because it's not at the quality that I want it yet to really say like, Hey, this is my crawl space audio mm -hmm. brand. Right. But I'm working on it to be able to offer something like that in the same way that you are, where it sounds like you were like, listen, I don't want to go down full rabbit hole of videography, but I want to mm -hmm. be involved with it because I understand artists here. I understand what they need and I'm going to be here to direct this project. Yes. And then you're putting out the services that are just too time consuming and not worth your, your time basically to be yes. in that portion of the project. So this guy just sent me the video. He edited, uh, for a client. I was like, man, how could you do that so quickly? <laughs> you know? Yeah. And then I thought, okay, I, I do this in a mix. You know, that's what I'm, I'm good at. I can make a pretty fast mix with all this. You know, just a delay here. And I was like, okay, just to make a, this transition, I would take like one hour, you know? <laughs> But uh, so it's really important to have this, um, to try out to delegate to people that can, can sum up to, to your work. So that also makes your mix sound better. But, you know, quote here, because people are just, perceiving it better than if it has a cool video, if it has some sort of extra layer of uh, consuming it other than just, okay, I'm listening to the song. Yeah. You, know, you, you, you bring another experience that can add value to the song you've worked on. I love that. Another uh, interesting point uh, that you've made, uh, I, found, I find that all this production work Any recording work, it's really, it takes some time. It takes a lot of energy. It's not easy. You don't just come by and record and it happens fast. It never happens. No. Fast. It takes a lot of work. So I've learned that uh, when I'm recording something, when I'm doing any kind of work, I want to take as much content as possible because it takes a lot to be here doing this recording anything live studio any kind of work uh it's time consuming and i want to make the best out of it i want to have great pictures i want to have even if it's a 30 second video i wanted to talk about it as much as possible because it's time consuming so sometimes uh, i noticed that I was doing cool stuff that would would be good to share But it happened and was never shared, like right. or not in a proper way. So every time I'm doing recording now, I'm paying for uh, a photographer to come by. 
And of course, it's not that expensive. The client gets happy because, oh man, we did this and oh, oh look at those awesome pictures. I'm going to post it. And that's not really music related, but it adds a lot of perceived value to my work. Yes, absolutely. So that's what started to happening to me. I, I was starting late. I guess it's not that late, but I was in another area. I was studying electrical engineering in the past. So I was, I was not in the audio community in my city because I was like doing other stuff. So I was like, okay, I have to meet people. I have to meet the bands and I have to, I know people have to know me like, okay, Jose do this kind of stuff and he's good at this kind of stuff. And so I have to grow this, this value between my community here. And two years from that first job when I thought of the press kit and all that stuff, yeah, I my work now it's uh, it's much more solid, and all this video audio stuff uh, turned into uh, my last project, which started uh, on August, which is called Catnip Apresenta, which means Catnip Presents. And the name of the band. So we just recorded one band, but it's simply a very, very simple stuff. It's a live session. We are doing uh, some like three to four songs and taking a cool location. So it's not studio live sessions. I don't want studio live sessions. I'm done with videos inside of a studio, you know, just like, okay, that's my band playing the studio. Man. Seriously, you're an artist. You, you have to think, okay, studio videos can be cool, but only if you're doing some other creative stuff. Right. I don't want, people don't want to see the all times band in a studio because I know it's much easier to record in the studio, but it's also really a neutral place. So the first thing that I wanted with the live session, okay, I want um, creative space. So the first that we recorded was like in a small theater. So we had all this uh, theater lights that are really beautiful. You can control. So it's like, okay, I have the lights on the location. So that's good. The location also pretty. Also has some acoustic treatment. Yes. I also can bring people to watch it. So the live session, which could be... A band in my studio suddenly became uh, a recording in a theater where the fans of the band could watch it and watch the show, watch the experience of recording, which I find that people like to. That's awesome. You know, uh, the, the thing about the behind the scenes that you... That I want to know. But they, they are some... Uh, I know it's like small pe- groups of people, like 10 to 15 people are not making a huge recording, not at first. Yeah. But closest people to the band were like seeing their recording. There was like seeing the process. And that means that they are having an experience that they're going to want to watch later, see if they are in the video and all that stuff. So, and that was really hard to make. Actually, with the first recording, I didn't make any money. Actually, I spent money to, to make it. Because yep. I, 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 I knew that was a good project that I could 
you know, take it the long run and make, okay, I want to do this every month. I want to, yeah. So I, I could invest in that. The band paid a, a small amount, but, and it, it happened. And it was amazing result with all that creative creativity that came with the, all the, all the caring, I could just say it's the caring of the of the product you know i was like really putting some thoughts on um okay i want to make this as awesome as possible as i can do right now i know it's not the best thing but i want to make the best of what i'm i can do right now with the gear that i have with the people that are working with me and it was fantastic and now in a month everyone knows me people's like I'm hanging out, I like to hang out a lot. I go to the bar and stuff, talk yeah. a lot, blah, blah, blah. Very people person. And all people are talking. I was like, man, that video was awesome. The live session was great, man. All other bands coming. Wow, man, I want to work with you. The nice. sound is great. The mix is awesome. A lot of compliments to the not only the video, but musicians was like, man, mix is great. You know, it was recorded live, but it sounds great. And that was really the the struggle of finding a good product audiovisually for bands to release. And now I know that the band uh, they they're close. Uh, they're doing more shows. People are more interested when they send the videos. Like, okay, check out my video that I recorded, and it awesome, really creative with the. Uh, the the camera movements is very dynamic. The lighting was beautiful, so the 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 promoter was like, "Oh man, I want to have this band performing here. Look, yeah. they, they're great on video. It's awesome, man. It's really good looking visually. So that that brought opportunities to the band that made my reputation grow. Even though I I don't have a studio, people are you know making compliments to the mix." Awesome. So now I feel that I'm in a good spot where I want to go with the video stuff. That's awesome, man. That, yeah, I mean, people, people have two different things that they can use to move things, and it's time or money. And what you mm-hmm. did is you're, you invested both, but you took some of you took money as an investment to to say this is what I can offer, but you had to invest that money in what you could, or you're taking your time where you're like I have this equipment available. I'm going to do these mm-hmm. mixes or whatever this is for free to make mm-hmm. this product to be able to offer it. And yes. I believe that that's how I believe that that's correct. I mean that's like for me I did the same thing where I started. I, I was fortunate enough that. I have a studio that I interned at a long time ago mm-hmm. and they let me freelance out of there. So I'm in the same boat where like I, I have a space at home where I can record at, but the, the room acoustics are not good here. Mm-hmm. Um, you can see that like, it's just a small room, you know? Yes. And same so um, this studio allowed me to record like three or four EPs for bands completely for free. So awesome. that that way I could, use their equipment properly and get something that I could give to people to say, this is what I'm capable of. So I did that. I mm-hmm. recorded 
four or five records completely for free. Hundreds and hundreds of hours of mixing and tracking and everything for free. Mm -hmm. There you go. Here's your record. And then took those to then bring to other people to say, let me mix your record for a sandwich. You know what I mean? Like, let me mix your record for not much, but give me something for something because I did these. And it's not like I'm crushing it. Like I have a day job right now to support myself, but I'm at a point where I'm able to charge I'm able to charge something cost and, yeah. and, my cost and people are willing to pay. I bet because you now have some, you know, you have the portfolio. Actually this happened to me and people, uh, they want to pay me now to, to do their stuff. I know they, right. they can't afford much because the money issues here, all that good, all that stuff. I know that people, sometimes people just say, man, I can't afford. And I say, I know. I, I could, if it was me in your position, I wouldn't be able to afford that's also. So, so that's okay. That's okay. Let's, <laughs> let's be creative here. So, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, I also did, uh, just so, uh, we can like make the big picture here. I was also doing tracking, mixing. I did like three EPs also. And there was lots and lots of struggle like not on only audio related but yeah. how to you know how to manage all the work that is the social media dealing with clients uh mm-hmm. dealing with uh, the issues of audio i mean some projects were nightmares nightmares yeah. but uh, the one thing that yeah. it was uh I think was really important to me is that I wanted to deliver them all, even if it's hell, even if the client can't pay me for the extra stuff that I didn't know that I would need. And now the client has to pay more, but he can't. Anyway, there was no condition I was going to deliver your work because I wanted to know, uh, all the process and master all the phases yep. of getting a work and making delivering the work in a way that the client gets happy with uh, timing, with social media, with the quality itself. Yep. And it was really important to work on this nightmare project. So now, uh, you, know, you know, stuff for next time. Yeah, man. Just for this uh, live session that I made. Man, it was beautiful. And the money I invested, for example, I, I had to put some money. I didn't need to, but I with this money, I paid the photographer. And now I have tons of great pictures. And I'm all month like, hey, guys, check this out. Awesome yep. pictures. No other studio in town is doing awesome pictures of the work. Are they? No, they are not. I am. You know, and it, it was really cheap for me. So it was money worth investing. In the in the branding and all the past things that I've worked on, that was like, man, this is hell. But I'm going through the end. I think that's a really important thing to have in mind. I'm going to the end. See this through. Yeah, I'm gonna see this through, and I'm gonna take the next step. I don't want any ghosts, you know, like haunting me because of works that uh, jobs that were not delivered and was poor in some way i didn't want any of that that's hell to me i just want to go forward man 
here's your thing. Here's mine. I'm going my way. You're going your way. And I hope we can do some other jobs in the future. And it's going to be much better oh, than yeah. the one we did previously. And I have, because of this, this mindset, I guess. Um, it's a good mindset. And people are that worked me like in the first project, the, this hell project that, you know, I'm not even using as portfolio anymore because my skills are another level now. Mm -hmm. And people that worked with me in the past, they see me growing. And now that they see, they, they have seen the, what it has turned into like this. It's great stuff now for at, at least in the local area, it's great stuff. People are like, man, you rock. And I saw at the beginning when you were like struggling and were trying to find a way because people knew that I was trying to find a way. That right. It didn't happen. Like all of the sudden I woke up one day, I was like, okay, I have this figure out. I know what I'm going to do. And people are cool with that as long as like you're relative to what you're delivering because like right now I'm not, I'm like, I was telling you, I, I don't feel that I'm able to offer what I want to offer this as an actual official service with me yet, mm -hmm. but price wise and what I'm offering for the people that I've been doing like projects to start getting into this, I'm doing it relative and they're still, I'm getting things to a point where they're like, I see value in what you've done versus what I'm paying for it. So like people, people, as long as you're, you're, you're making it so that the leverage is always on their side where they're always feeling more value than, than you mm -hmm. do on it. Like a, like a 5149 relationship, then mm -hmm. you, you can always grow with your, your talents as long as you're offering just a little bit more value than at the stage that you are in the game for it. Like right yes. now, I, 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 I'm not, um, I don't think I'm the best audio engineer in the world but i think at the moment that my prices are lower than what i offer like i think i could charge more yes. but i i want everyone right now to to do a project with me and in the mm -hmm. future even if my prices go up or whatever i'm doing you know goes up in pricing i always want the person to feel like they got the better deal or the, yes. they they got the win on mm -hmm. on that side of the relationship and it's not for me to feel bad about it, be like, wow, I really shouldn't have done that project. I need to feel good too, but I want them to always feel like I won on that. Like that, that was such a good price for what I got, or that was so much amazing extra things for the investment that I did that that's always how I want someone to feel, you know, even mm -hmm. in friendships or relationships, I always want someone to feel like they got more from me than what I get from them. I don't, I don't know. I want them to feel that way. Yeah, yeah. I, I totally agree with, with that. Uh, I have to be honest that I have uh bad time in charging people. <laughs> I should charge more also. And but um I'm getting my first ex first experiences like charging properly. But my clients uh, I, are still getting this feeling, you know? Yeah. But I, I'm getting happier because I'm learning a little more. It's not, okay, I'm doubling my charges. No, but I'm in control of my negotiation. And also at the point that sometimes I just say no. 
Sometimes I, I just, you know, and I got to this point and it's, man, it's a blessing. Thank you, God. Yeah. But I learned that like charging poor rates and working a lot. And I was like, I never want to do this again. But it was yeah. a thing at the moment. But another important thing that I would like to, to point out here with this mindset is that I also was, I was intrigued and in how it seems to me that studios here in town were not realizing that the cooler the band looks, the cooler you're going to look as well. So when people were recording with me and they turn out to have great video, great yeah. photos, and a great experience, uh, that I'm only going to get more clients, more work, more reputation if the bands I work with are successful. And that was another good point for me to think about video uh, instead of only audio-related work because I knew that <laughs> if I wasn't the person to say, okay, let's do this in a broader way, let's bring video, let's do all this 360 stuff, uh, my mix wouldn't be heard. So right. I was terrified by it. I was like, oh man, I don't want to work in a song and people are not listening to it because the pictures are bad. Yeah. And you know, and that's not my fault that the band should be worrying about that. And now my my mix is never gonna be heard because some other uh people work and their responsibilities. So I was like I, I, I would like to be in control of the stuff. I sometimes I tend to be more <laughs> controlling that I would like. Yeah. But that was one thought. And um so all this work I'm doing with video with the photographers with all the workaround solutions i had is just because i want to make some people to listen to my my mix and that's amazing sometimes i'm like oh man i have to do all this stuff but i just want to mix you know yeah <laughs> but i just get my mix heard when i do all this other stuff it's so it. it's it's worth and that's where i find that it's uh the real job you know, I'm the mixing is easy. Quote here, okay. I know mixing. It's I can take a project, I take a recording, and that's almost natural now. The real struggle, the real work that I have to put on, it's uh, all the other things that surround it and are gonna bring people to my mix. Yep. So that's real work. So that's where I have to uh, be. Uh, spending my hours before I even start to record or mix. Yeah, dude. Um, so I usually ask at the end of my podcast, mm -hmm. I ask five questions that I do like kind of quickly. Cause I want like the, I want the first oh, response from you. So no, I'm terrible at this. No, you can do it. Um, you don't okay, have to let's answer do it. like, let's do it. Let's do it. Okay. No second, but you, yeah. Um, no, we can edit later. No problem. <laughs> bring it on. Bring it on. I'm going to make right. it. The first question people usually answer throughout it in like bits and pieces, but I like it potent. So what made you pursue 
you know, being an audio engineer, being in the kind of video AV presentation space for music, what, what made you pursue this as your passion versus finishing your electric engineer degree or, you know, doing some other job? What made you pursue this with passion? Like, why is this the thing that you have to do? Okay, the short answer is because listening to music was the thing, it is the thing that I enjoy the most. And also like movies, I also love to watch movies and, you know, consume the director thoughts and all the cameras. So I was like the teenager who grew up consuming all this stuff and like really enjoying my best moments was I'm alone, I'm with my headphones, I'm watching a movie. Oh, yeah. That's what I love to do. So, so now you create. Uh, yes. And that's exactly it. I had this feeling like, man, how, how, how are people doing this to me? Like, I was like getting chills. I was like getting angry. I was like getting all these emotions. And I wanted to figure out how to generate that. That's why I got into music production of like playing on the guitar. I wanted to love, okay, how make a good bass? How to make like these drums? I wanted to yeah. really understand how people could make me feel like that. I was like, oh, man, I have a great time. I wanted to know how to make this. That's, how are people doing this to me? <laughs> how are people, I mean, I want to do that too because it's great, man. I love it. It's awesome moments in my life. So I wanted to figure out how to make it, all this audiovisual stuff. So when I was uh, quitting uh, my major, I was like, man, if I'm quitting a job, like I, I was studying it for like seven years, technical school, all the stuff, but all yeah. the things in engineering, I was like, okay, I'm doing this for seven years now. I'm quitting. I'm young. I, I knew that I was young enough. Definitely. To be okay with that. But I was like, man, if I'm quitting all this work, it's to put my energy on the thing that I love the most. And I'm going to try. I'm not going to try a second way because I was really afraid that, okay, uh, you're going to be a musician. I mean, do you even work? Yeah. Actually, when I, there's a funny thing here. When I decide, okay, I want to be music producer. That's it. I was, <laughs> I would never be in a studio before. <laughs> Yeah. So that was really crazy. I I didn't realize that at the moment, but well, I would never say that. Video before. Say that, but like someone who wants to be an astronaut or someone who wants to be a firefighter, <laughs> someone who wants to be whatever, right? They've never. They're not like they're not hanging out, and they're like, I want to be a firefighter because I just love putting out the fires <laughs> on these houses. They they're not sitting in there and doing that. They they, they you have a very good point. It, it happens, and then they start training to go through a house and putting out the fires for the demos or they start doing you know what i mean that's that's everyone you know yeah yeah very good point you have a very good point here thank you yeah you're good so you're that good. is that's why i chose music and i just loved it i wanted to know how to make i still want to know i still want to be great at it and like figure out you're doing, it. you're doing it right now you're literally doing it right now which is yeah. awesome and and yeah, your yeah. 30s are going to be ridiculously cool because you've already like started doing so much right now mm -hmm. you're, you're like 26 i'm 27 going on 28 soon mm -hmm. i used to stress hard on my age being like i can't do things in this amount of time and now i'm just seeing like the foundation being built and i'm really excited for 
really excited for the future. I'm really excited. Yeah, I'm really excited as well. For that life. was my like this. I that was my thought when I you know, I first began when I got my first uh, job at a studio. I, I actually, intern making no money at all, but I was learning it. Yeah, I was 23, and I thought, okay, I studied engineering for like seven years, and I made cool stuff. I went to Germany, had a job there. That's, I mean, it was great, great stuff. So I, I was like giving up a lot. Yeah. Okay. I, I had a, a a great career career ahead of me. So and that took seven years. So I was like, okay, what can I do with audio in seven years? I'm gonna be thirty. And that was my goal. I'm really, I really want to see where I'm going to be when I'm 30. Okay. So seven years of engineering, going to Germany, having a great job, etc. Let's see the 30s in music. Hell yeah. Cool. All right. So next question is going to be what in it can, throughout this process, what was like the worst thing that happened? Like the worst idea that you came up with or the worst thing that you were doing where you're like, if I could look back to me when I was 23 or me when I was 18, mm -hmm. when I'm starting to get into these things, what's something that I could tell that person to not do if they tried to go the same path as me? Make it simple. <laughs> okay. Don't over all, don't overcomplicate because at some point I was, Starting uh, with uh, some, you know, too much work. I just okay. Let's try to make it again. Some projects that I thought of were really cool, but I I didn't have the all the technical stuff and competence to make it fast. I didn't have the people. I didn't have the gear necessary. So. At some point, I was like really stuck with some projects that didn't need to be that big. I just needed to make simple stuff to test my work. So that was a big mistake that some project projects took took me more than a an year to complete. So yeah, I made it, and because of the mindset of man, I want to end this fucking project. But that was my biggest mistake. So make it simple, always, always. And that's uh, my first rule now. I'm going to make the simplest to make my point here with this job. Awesome. Okay, so flip side. Best idea you've ever had in the process. You're like, if you're going to go this route, you 100% should do this. Uh, I think the best thing that I've made... Okay, I, I think it was... Can be an idea, a process. Could be okay. A I, I'm thinking of two two things right now. Go for it. The first thing, uh, I, uh, it's just not caring what people are gonna think about it. So the the way I got into audio, so I was like, I, I quit engineering. I have to meet people. I have to learn all the craft. I have. I mean, I have to study. I have to learn all, all, all the stuff. So at first I was okay, maybe go to some audio school, some stuff, but it's extensive, blah 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 blah. So I knew this guy, he has an amazing studio, like big studio, all the analog stuff, SSL, the console. Yes. Amazing, amazing, amazing. And I just knocked at his door and was like, Man, I wanna see work. <laughs> Can I just watch you work? 
I, I just want to learn. I want to see how it is. And that literally, literally cost me zero money. I was just like, yeah, man, fuck. And I, I'm just going to talk to him. It, that's no, that's okay. And I got a big yes. I learned a lot from that. So I think the, this is probably the, the most important thing to me. It's building, not caring and building these relationships because all of my work comes from people that believe uh, in the things that I think. And we are working always together. I'm never alone doing work. Because it's huge production, man. Even if it's just a single you were recording, if you want to make value out of it and grow, you're going to need more people because you can do it all yeah. in a great way. You can do it all. So I guess the big tip here, always don't be afraid, man. Talk to people, convince them. Don't worry. Bring them to to your side and make them dream with you. That's it. I love that. Cool. Um, that dude, that should be your, um, that should be your slogan for your company. Is that true? Yeah. Yeah. I am. I'm thinking of more or less something like that. I was like, Oh man, what is my really, what's my goal here as a company? This really one word that defines it. I was like, it's connecting. Mostly connecting people. I'm gonna connect the artist with the audience, me with the audience, me with the artist, and we are all connecting, connecting with each other from this audiovisual work. So, and that's when you create value because you create a community that's consuming what is producing. So I believe that hard time, hard time. So connecting is the main thing that i do love it okay so is there a book or video or some type of or even a podcast some type of learning resource that you would recommend to the audience and so just so you know jose is my audience is super mixed where like i talk recording i talk making a living out of creative i make talk talking a living out of your passion i it, it's just about being a creator and creating a career or life shaped around that is really what my podcast is about. What would you recommend to them for a book, podcast, or video that really has had the most impact on you? Okay, uh, I'm going to be a little biased right now, but uh, I really enjoy all sorts of... Uh, entrepreneur content and right now i'm listening a lot to the six figure home studio that we use so before. really it saved my life man really 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 great content but even when i was studying engineering i was into uh entrepreneur stuff i was consuming other kinds of stuff and all of that sum up to the 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 work i'm doing right now and yep. and it's gonna last for the rest of my life so i really appreciate i really enjoy uh, entrepreneur podcast videos books i've i've done it all but i just want to point out one thing here that uh if we are going to create art stuff so we need to consume it in also 
So right. every once in a while, I feel like, okay, I'm getting over technical here. I'm like all this technical stuff, but sometimes I just wanted to appreciate some different form of art and, you know, just pop ideas into my head that are not like, oh, you have to do this. It's good for the business that it's just like stories, ideas, consume storytelling. It's super important. Consume other kinds of stuff that not just technical. And I'm going to point out here the last thing that I'm reading, which is The Sandman. I don't <laughs> know if you're familiar with it. New no. Even. It's an amazing uh, comic book from New Gaiman by New Gaiman. Okay. It's from the 90s. Uh, so it's just, you know, Sandman, the dream, all this sort of popular thing. Okay. And it talks about a lot about dreaming and dreaming is important and for people that are creating art because the art we produce are is the art that we dream of that it's in our heads and we have to create this it can be with other people just you but dream about our creation is as important as knowing how to develop a business to deliver it to the people i love that yeah it's yeah, you can't, you can't, um, you can't have one without the other. It's like yin and yang. You have yes. to have a process, and you have to find ways, and you have to do the things that are analytical to create a way for you to sustain the life that you want to do doing that art. But exactly. at the same time, like you know, you getting into this to do to be an audio engineer, me getting into it to, to be an audio engineer, anyone that's coming into a field of creativity where they're, they're creating, they're creating mm -hmm. for their career. And this goes for any entrepreneur, I think, because when you're a creator, you're just creating things. So if you're creating yes. small businesses, you're doing things to create that experience, to create the service. All of it is because you're a creator. You have to create, you exactly. have to, also give yourself time where there's zero strings attached for you to just consume creativity or be creative and just mm -hmm. write music because you want to write music because you feel that way right now or just yes. go experience something or see it or travel or do anything because you just need to experience and, and fuel that because you can't come up with these processes and these business strategies and these things to have a creative purpose without continuing to create and not suffocating that creative inside you that got you there in the first place exactly so that's what i recommend consume both last okay how do people find you so my audience wants to go check you out and they're like look at this cool guy in brazil where do they check out uh you know Catnip presents. Uh, where do they check out? Like any links to social websites? Anything? Where can they come find you? Okay, so uh, you can find my work at Catnip Audiovisual. That that's it for Instagram, for Facebook, for YouTube at Catnip Audiovisual. Cool. I think that's really easy for English speakers, right? It's English words, yeah. I guess. So Catnip yeah. Audiovisual. Yep. And if you want to check personal instagram i also talk uh, catnip is really you know all the beautiful stuff or you can check the work itself but if you want to really you know get in touch um instagram at jose dot 
Mizi. That's J-O-S-E dot M-I-Z-I. Awesome. And then for those of you in my crew, I'm also going to have a lot of the things that Jose included in here for, you know, links to things. Um, I'll definitely pop in the YouTube videos that he's talking about from that theater because he showed me those and they're really sweet. So you can Thank go you. to wakingupfromwork.com slash show notes. You can check that stuff out. This is going to end the Waking Up From Work podcast, episode 28. Thank you, guys. Thank you, Jose, for hanging out. Well, thank you for having me. It was excellent talk, man. I loved it. And I hope, I don't know, one year from now, we can see how all of that turned out. Yeah. It's just a test. Let's see. Yeah. All right. All right. There you have it, guys. That's episode 28 with Jose Matias from Brazil. I hope you guys got some good content out of that. If you haven't incorporated video into your indie artist toolkit or your business in some way, shape, or form yet, it's really time to start. I promise you it is only going to get more important. And uh, you don't have to be pro at it. People just want to know what's going on. They want to understand and you can always get better. So I really encourage you to go out and try to make some elements that will support what you're trying to do with your creative. If you want to check out some of the videos that I've been dabbling with at Dave Wake Up on Instagram on IGTV, I've got a bunch of stuff up that I'm putting up weekly. You can look us up, Waking Up From Work Podcast on YouTube, and you can find some of our stuff there. And I'm trying to get more consistent about it. I had a couple of weeks where I was working like 80 hour weeks and I was getting crushed and I was traveling and things like that. So I had a little bit of inconsistency lately, but for the most part, you'll see a new video every week on some type of mindset or business or audio or music or something in that vein. So thank you guys for listening. If you want to check out the show notes and see some of the links that Jose has talked about and see his stuff, check out wakingupfromwork.com slash show notes. And I am working on getting some really cool content up to that site to make it more fun to hang out on in 2020, as well as a lot more video from all the things that I'm up to in 2020. So thank you guys for listening. Really appreciate it. That's the Waking Up From Work podcast, episode 28. Let's get ready to hustle.